Good evening, I'm Larry Stone. Showers and thunderstorms developing tonight. Temperatures in the lower 50s. Your forecast in minutes. So just what is the severe threat for the afternoon and evening ahead? Meteorologist Gary Best joins us live now. Gary, to this point, it appears the strongest storms have been north of the Kentucky-Tennessee line. Yeah, it certainly has been. We've got some very heavy showers and storms now moving across central and eastern portions of Kentucky. And there is another tornado watch in effect for southeast Missouri, Arkansas, and far northwestern Tennessee until later on this evening. And my feeling is that most of the heavier storms will be just off to our west and north, but it's going to be a close call. We may get a heavy thunderstorm later this evening with large hail and damaging winds, and there is always that possibility of an isolated tornado. Can you pinpoint the time frame that we're looking for in terms of these storms moving into our area? Yeah, I would say about later on this evening, we should be okay for the next several hours. But anytime after 9, 10 o'clock, especially into midnight and a little bit after that, that's going to be the time frame for the heavy thunderstorm activity. Rob Carolyn mentioned a little earlier today that this is not exactly the same kind of setup as we saw last week. Can you explain that? Well, not really. Because, well, yes, because the low-pressure area is further off to the west and north of us, so the brunt of the heavier weather seems to be in that direction, west and north of Cookville, and that's the way it should stay, hopefully, for the rest of the night. Meteorologist Gary Best and our team watching the weather situation with the risk of storms. The Putnam County Library has opened as a shelter. It will stay open until the severe storms pass. The library is located at 50 East Broad Street downtown. If you found yourself nervous about the weather today, local counselors say that's okay. Don't be ashamed. Counselor Selena Stewart says it's normal for disasters to affect our mental health. You know, we as counselors are expecting to see that there's more people who are affected by anxiety and depression and, you know, trauma symptoms. So we are are here to take care of those needs and help you work through them. Stewart says the key is to be honest about the way you are feeling. Another local resident has succumbed to injuries sustained in last week's tornado. Robert Dixon was removed from life support earlier today. Dixon leaves behind his wife Susan and daughters Haley, Dawn, and Stephanie. He worked in the IT department at Cookville Regional Medical Center. The family attends to hold a private graveside service with a celebration of life later. Dixon now the 19th victim of last week's storm. Birdstown's Town Hall has closed its walk-in services indefinitely because of the coronavirus. Mayor Sam Gibson says residents, however, will still have the chance to get services they need. We're not going to change any services. This is We're just going to kind of have a precaution with everyone and and we'll do all of our business through the drive-through window so we can do pretty much everything that we do through the drive-through you know people may just have to have a little more patience and everything the drive-through will be open regular hours 7 a.m to 4 30 weekdays the total number of tennesseans testing positive for the coronavirus jumped to 18 today Governor Bill Lee has declared a state of emergency. He says while the risk to the general public remains low, the risk to vulnerable populations is real. Williamson County has eight cases. Davidson County reported six cases. Tennessee Tech's Board of Trustees passed a flat rate tuition plan at their Thursday meeting. Tech President Philip Oldham says the move has a number of benefits for students. That includes simplifying the information about what students are being charged for and consolidating fees. Shoppers of East Tennessee Food City stores donated more than $381,000 for the Cookville-Putnam County Tornado Relief Fund. 
Food City President and and CEO Steve Smith made the donation at the emergency management office today. RMO customers, associates, business partners have always stepped up in time of crisis. But I gotta tell you, when we saw the amount uh, that took place over that six day time frame, we were even speechless. Smith said scout groups, school groups, churches, and other organizations joined individual customers in contributing to the fund. Food City shoppers in southwest Virginia and northern Georgia also contributed to the six-day campaign. Concerned, but not panicked. Those the words of Dr. Mark Pierce. He is the infection prevention physician at Cookville Regional Medical Center. The World Health Organization declared the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic today. Concerned about the spread and the severity of the outbreak. We always get on to the public for not being enough concerned about flu. I think uh, if we do have a significant pandemic in the U.S., then we'll be a lot more sensitive to that. But I, I think we should be concerned, but not certainly not panicked. Is the biggest area of concern with this virus the fact that we do not have uh, a medication to treat people? You know, there's, there's very few viruses that we actually have medication to treat people for. And that is a concern. We do now have effective treatment for flu. And we have a, an agent that may well be effective treatment for this, but we don't yet know that. And so one thing that I think is encouraging is that if uh, we're, there's no reason not to expect that this virus would not circulate like flu would and be worse during the flu season and better during the warmer months. So if we can kind of get the summertime and we haven't seen it, that will allow some of those earlier studies that are being done to give us more information that if it comes back next season that we'll know better how to treat it. Uh, that is a concern. Um, but I think the biggest concern for most of us is that this appears to be a respiratory virus that is more virulent than flu. In other words, it causes more disease, causes more death. I don't think we have a really good handle on that yet, but the, at least the initial information that we have, looks it looks to be more dangerous than flu does. Um, it is a respiratory virus. We've had respiratory, we've had coronaviruses around for a long time. We've known that they cause at times epidemics of influenza-like illness or respiratory illnesses. Um, but the ones that we've seen more lately that have been concerning the SARS virus and the Middle Eastern um, respiratory virus, which was very severe, those are all also coronaviruses. It seems as though the things that your grandmother taught you when you were a kid are the things that, that we need to practice and make sure we're practicing as it relates to this. Is that the case? You know, that is exactly the case. And uh, the message that we give about transmission of flu, uh, we, we feel very strongly that it's going to be very, very similar uh, to try to prevent the spread of this virus. In other words, things like cough, uh, covering your cough, um, washing your hands frequently, staying home if you're ill, not being around somebody who has a heavy cough. And when you're, when you're in places where there are a lot of surfaces that everybody touches, like in an elevator or on a stairwell, the railing, things like that, when you, after you go through an area like that and you touch those things, you know, go wash your hands. That by itself would do a lot toward eliminating transmission. We don't think that this virus just floats around in the air and lands on you if you walk through an area. We feel like you have to be, it's like flu, we feel like you have to be relatively close to someone for a period of time um, now, if they cough straight in your face, sure, you could get it that way. But if you don't have really fairly close contact for some period of time, you're not likely to get it unless they've touched something and left the virus there, and then you touch it, and then you touch your mouth. So trying not to touch your mouth, covering your cough, all those things are important. But frequent hand washing can't be overstressed. 
for one thing, almost everybody who gets coronavirus, it appears adults almost all get fever. So if you have an illness that's fever, cough, um, and congestion, um, then I think that you sh- you should be thinking about that. If you have shortness of breath, you should absolutely get in to be checked. But those people who have a mild upper respiratory illness, we don't really want all those people, especially if there's going to be widespread coronavirus, we don't want all those people coming to the hospital and spreading it. So the, the recommendation is going to be that you call your provider and that you uh, call ahead to see where so that they can just order a test and you can be tested. That way you'll know if you have it or not. Um, probably in the future here at the hospital, we're going to designate a specific place where we do testing. We don't really have that worked out yet, but that's likely what will happen here. But it's best if the person is not acutely ill to call ahead to see where they should go to be tested. In case they are harboring the coronavirus, they don't want to go into a busy doctor's office and spread that to other people there who get much uh, more sick from it. The other point I think is real important is that most healthy adults are not going to get uh, desperately ill from this. And so if you have an illness that, you know, you're, you're ill, but you're not, you don't need hospitalization, you could consider just staying home and not seeing anybody because we don't right now have widespread available treatment. It would just be symptomatic treatment. Now, certainly if you get shortness of breath, high fever, you're getting worse, you should absolutely be checked. As for travel, Pierce says, look at it on a case-by-case basis and make a good decision. Dr. Mark Pierce is the infection prevention physician at Cookville Regional Medical Center.